The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Discover a positive path for spiritual living. Welcome to Voices of Unity with Rev. Jackie Fernandez. This is Rev. Jackie Fernandez, and it is my great joy to be with you this morning on Voices of Unity. And I'm even more excited to welcome back to the show Rev. Kelly Isola. Welcome, Kelly. Good morning. Or good, good afternoon, morning. or good yeah, evening. Or, yeah, or whenever you're listening you to it. <laughs> yes. We are, we are, uh, you know, we're here. We're here to deliver, aren't we? That's right. Yeah. I love, one thing I love about you, Kelly, is you're ready to go. So I called Kelly yesterday. <laughs> it was more like a, a message. <laughs> hey, want to come on my show tomorrow? And, yeah, it didn't uh, actually, it didn't warrant a phone call. It was just a quick text. Yeah, and, yeah, and did yeah. I even, did I even tell you what the topic was? I don't remember if I even mentioned that. <laughs> Or was I, I like you mentioned big. it in the second one after I said, okay. sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll get, get like, the yes wait, first. What are we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> get the yes first and then I'll tell <laughs> you the right. details. <laughs> That's right. So, um, and so you're trapped. Now we're going to be talking politics for one hour. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's not. Today, <laughs> today we are diving into one of the foundational unity premises. One presence, one power active in my life and in the universe, God, the good. We're going to be talking about oneness. What does that mean when we say there's one power, one presence, and that presence is in each and every one of us? Does that mean we are God? Uh, Chapter two of Ellen Debenport's Unity Five Principles is titled, You Are God. Oh my goodness, we're going to get into the nitty gritty of this. and, And then here's the bonus track, if you will, is that just before we started today, I asked Kelly to come back for two more weeks and she said yes. So we are kind of following my Sunday talk series right now. And um, that is New Thought for a New Year in which I've spent five weeks kind of covering the basics. And Kelly, you'll be interested to know, I don't know if you've you've paid attention, but the first um, week of that series was positive spirituality versus toxic positivity. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And then um, the second week, okay, this is a pop quiz for myself. Oh, the second week was on healing. There's healing going on. And then this last Sunday was all about oneness, one with the one. So I'm excited to dive deeper into these topics with the whiz, the wizard, the goddess herself, Kelly Isolis. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for saying Yeah, with here. the tarnished kind of cracked halo goddess. Yes, yeah. exactly, right? In the in the trenches, in the nitty-gritty, and, and not afraid uh, to speak truth. So um, will you open us with a joke? <laughs> I would love to. Yes, and this is one of my favorite jokes. Uh, so some of you may have heard it. Um, if you ha- There's no profanity in it, but it gets a little... It's a little risque at the end, just for a half a second. You see, so it's, a, it's a joke. I invite her. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's why I invite you. <laughs> yes, of course. Of course. Right. Um, you gotta gotta send those ripples out. Um, stir the sediment. So these four Catholic ladies, plus I'm using it because I was raised by, uh, I was raised Catholic, and I was raised by exceedingly progressive. I was raised by the Richard Rohrs. So um, I love my background. And so, of course, I love Catholic jokes. Um, 
<laughs> so poor, there's four these four old Catholic ladies, elderly, I should say, and they're having coffee together and they're talking about um, they're each talking about their children. And in particularly, they're talking about their sons. And if you're a mother with a son, you know that you, um, you know, rave about them and talk on and on about them. Well, the first one starts to tell her friend, she says, well, my son is a priest. And in fact, he's the um, he's in charge at the at the um, at the church. And when he walks into a room, everyone calls him father. And the other the other elderly Catholic women go, oh, that's, you know, yay, great. That's wonderful. And then the second Catholic woman, she chirps up and she says, well, that's really nice. My son is a bishop, though. And whenever he walks into a room, people say, your grace. Mm-hmm. And again, all the women go, oh, Ooh, that's even, ah. yeah, you can feel them starting to genuflect. Mm-hmm. And then the third Catholic woman says, and she says a little bit smugly, because they're obviously now moved into topping each other. Well, not to put you down, but my son is a cardinal. And whenever he walks into a room, people say, your eminence. Oh, well, the fourth Catholic woman is sitting there sipping. Yes, sitting there. She's sipping her coffee and she's very quiet. And she could tell she's thinking, how do I say this? And so the the three women look at her and they're like, "Um, well, and she goes, well, my son works for Chippendales. And when he walks into a room, everybody says, oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> I love that joke. <laughs> Me too. Me too. All right, Kelly. Oh, Walking yeah. Walk into a room, though, and people say, oh, my God. And you can go, yes, yes, I am. Yes, I am. So the answer to the question, are we God? Yes. Uh, are we the, uh, yeah, I know, I know. It's <laughs> the, you know, we're not a spark, you know, like a raisin in a bun. Um, right. We're not, you know. God is not broken into pieces. Charles Fillmore, co-founder of Unity, talks about it in, um, ooh, I think it's Dynamics for Living. But he says God is not something to be broken into pieces. Mm. Uh, so when I answer your question, yes, it's not about, well, let me even preface that. Every First of all, every spiritual truth is a paradox. So yeah. with that, swimming around in that, um, when you say, uh, you know, uh, am I God? My answer is yes, which... Does that mean the totality of all that is? Um, Not in a a rational, logical, analytical kind of way. And yet, if we teach that, you know, uh, principle one, it says one presence and one power. Principle two is, uh, my shorthand version is, you are that. um, Mm -hmm. Then we are. Then own it. Then claim it. God is. We are. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think we get into a little bit of trouble because once you, well, I should, I said we, but I guess I should just say we, <laughs> is once you claim that, oh my, there's a lot of responsibility around that. So much responsibility, you know, and it's not, you know, I think maybe the first time a person hears that or, or just in conversation, if you think of someone who maybe thinks a lot of themselves, you might say that person is full of themselves or they think they're all that and a bag mm-hmm. of chips, you know? Right. And um, and so there's can be someone who's maybe new to the concept mm-hmm. would probably buy into um, one power, one presence, yes. And, mm-hmm. and that presence is good. Okay, yeah, I can get on board with that. And you are also that presence. It, it, some, it, it feels like there can be a disconnect, like, oh, wait, whoa, 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 yeah. not me, not me, um, yeah. little old me, that, I mean, maybe. But then even, the, even in traditional Christian language of um, asking Jesus into my heart or feeling the presence of God within me, even that 
is still illuminating what we're talking about. It's just we have this sort of ego habit of not fully thinking through the implications of that idea. Yeah, it's the, it's the um, you know, being egotistical with an inferiority complex. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Say that again. Being <laughs> egotistical with an inferiority complex. With an inferiority complex. complex. Do you think, yes. okay, so side note, sidebar, side, you know, here, squirrel this moment. is like a, yeah, squirrel moment. Do you think that's um, unique to Americans? <laughs> is that no. a, is that an American complex, this sort of inferiority? Well, and the reason I ask is because we're, you know, the, the capitalistic society that we live in, it's about, you know, the best and um, yeah. such high competition, competitiveness. And, and then there's this, you know, the self-esteem movement. And so we also, then it becomes, there's, you know, like the emo crowd or, you know, this, like the low self-esteem, the low, the inferiority complex that you have, we have this polarity yeah. maybe um, that, and also then there's the warning of not letting your ego get too big or your britches to get too big for you and, and these kinds of things. So to me, it's so it, all of those ideas are embedded in our culture and, and maybe it's not just the United States. I don't know. Um, I, I think it's largely, it, it, I definitely I think, you know, own it for America. We, um, mm -hmm. this, you know, this rugged individual individuality is just, um, it's, it's, there's, it's not, it's only a piece, right? It yeah. leaves out the we, how we need mm -hmm. each other. And so um, it's wonderful. Anything over, anything you over focus on or, you know, take to an extreme falls apart. And so we have this culture where, no, I'm good. I got it. I don't need help. You know, I have yeah. often joked with people that Unity's tagline is, um, you can't make me. You're not the boss of me. Because yeah. um, we've, we've come from a place, perhaps, in our faith tradition where it was, like, overly we-focused. And someone is telling me what to think and what to believe. And we, we come into Unity and we discover that, that um, you know, there's a, there's, wait, I, you know, there's the good news and the bad news of I, right? But uh -huh. I, I'm, I can discern for me, right? I, I can, I play a role in creating my world. Of course, as individual consciousness and collective consciousness, so it's not solely on my shoulders. But um, yeah, kind of going overboard in the, um, you know, I can do this, I can do this, and in doing that, you get overboard and you lose, you lose the. Um, you know, the collective consciousness piece, which I think is also the piece of um, my divinity. You know, we're, we're each human and divine. So what I am is divine. I am divine, period. Not except yesterday when I was at the bank and I did a, you know, or last Tuesday I was, you know, rude to my mother. You know, no, period. Mm -hmm. I am Or when divine. I was in traffic. That, mm -hmm. right, yes. Mm -hmm. um, we don't need the disclaimer. Own it, claim it. And so that's what we are. The who we are is how we express that. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what I think where we often get stuck and where we're learning and um, where we get tripped up by this idea of oneness. Um, well, and it, what you're talking about with community, it circles back for me to what you said at the beginning that um, it, God cannot be broken up into pieces. And as Fillmore said, and so if God cannot be broken up into pieces and is within each of us, then we are each other. Yeah. Yeah. It takes, yeah. It, it, so it's, 
yes, we are each other. And you have to kind of pause and be with that. And that's a, that's a huge leap for a lot of people. Um, yeah. Cause again, I don't want to be that responsible. Right. Um, there are moments. Well, and there I are just... some people I don't want to be. <laughs> yes. There's some exactly. people I don't, you know, I don't, I mean, do I, do I have to have oneness with that person? You know, I can think of, I can think of people. I'm like, you know, and you know, there's the opportunity in that. Um, if, if I truly consider, you know, the face of God in another, the presence, you know, the divine, the divinity of another, then I have to truly consider it within myself. And then it just becomes for me, like this loop of grace and compassion. Mm -hmm. There's that, um, are you familiar with that poem? Um, please call me by my true names. No, so it's all about um, he's uh, what he's what he's essentially saying is what you just said. What we've just been saying is I am you, you know, you are me. Mm -hmm. And so he goes through these different analogies of so he says, like, I'm a I am the frog swimming happily in a clear water pond and I'm the grass snake that silently feeds itself on the frog. I'm a child in Uganda, all skin and bones my legs as thin as bamboo sticks, and I'm the arms merchant selling deadly weapons to Uganda. Mm. And and he goes on, and you know, there's more more lines mm-hmm. to it, but that's where, where it kind of shifts into what you said, I don't want to be that person mm-hmm. that I'm like, uh, you know, are we really one in consciousness? Mm-hmm. You know, do I want to be? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, t- like, so when we take those words in, and then we find, like, oftentimes, like, we know that when we, whoever that person is, I don't want to mm-hmm. be like, probably they're reflecting something in me. Yes. You know, t- to some degree in me that I don't, that I don't like, or I haven't reconciled, or, you know, my shadow self, um, yeah. I'm not at peace with. And so it becomes an opportunity to, to sit with that. And of course, you know, Spoiler alert for me, it all leads to healing and, you know, to wholeness and to embracing and acknowledging, (laughs) you know, our wholeness. But, you know, I pulled up a podcast this morning and I haven't listened to it, so I can't tell you anything more than that. But the, um, let me see if I can see the title of it. Oh, Radical Theology. It's Peter Rollins. It's Radical Mm -hmm. Theology, but the description um, talks about... why Why do we keep going on um, this sort of search for wholeness? He explores the freedom that comes when we accept and embrace the lack within us and the struggle within life. He believes that letting go of the frenetic pursuit of that which will make us whole and complete opens the way to accepting the lack within and finding enjoyment within the struggles of life. I can't wait to listen to this. Yeah. Um, and and I, I think, I'm just going to make a grand assumption, I think you're on board with that line of thinking. Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's a it's a good assumption. I don't know, Grand. You're not too far off. Yeah, you can um, call me absolutely. Grand. Absolutely, and yes, I'll call you Grand. <laughs> Lord, holy, exalted. Right, one. right, right. There you go. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, right. Jackie walked in the room. Oh my God. I do agree, and and I actually would even shift a little of the language. Is, um, you know, uh, what I said for years is that our joys and our sufferings are our wholeness oh yeah um because they are the sufferings are my story they are my life journey and the word story has gotten a totally 
bad rap. Oh, there she is in her story again. Mm-hmm. And right. I want to I want to resurrect the word story because it's yours and it's powerful. And the seeds of, you know, of your evolution are in there. Um, and so it's not a there's not a I mean, you can call it black, but I sometimes and I understand it and I sometimes shy away from the word because then we have a tendency to translate it into, I got to go find something. If mm. I'm lacking something, then I got it. Then there's not enough it's missing. of something. Yes. Yeah. And then we take the word enough and who the heck discerned how, what is the quantity <laughs> that is enough? Um, right. And so it, there's no such thing. Um, I understand what the intention of the word lack is, but where I'm here, so here's paradox, intent and impact. I understand the intention but the impact, I think, is keeps us centered on we think something's missing and I need to go find it rather yeah. than just being with what is. And I call those those pieces, you said shadow, they're, they're the unlived, unloved pieces of myself. Yes. So they're, the, you know, the, the pieces of my heart that aren't capable yet of seeing or loving. And mm-hmm. so while I may not want to be this person who's, who I look at and have, you know, the only way to stay angry and hate them is to dehumanize them. And I get it. I'm, you know, I have a, a little list of people that I dehumanize. And mm-hmm. in order to do that, I have to not see them as human. And they are reflecting something back, you know. Um, it doesn't mean, but it's, it's, it's hard work because I'm not, you're not you know, you're not saying that someone's behavior or what they do is okay, or that it's life affirming or contributes to a world that I want. And yet we have this conversation about, well, you know, everybody's perspective is welcome and we're all one. And, and it's a tricky water to navigate. Yeah, it is, you know, and I find that interesting that you say that because that oneness and that uh, we welcome all and is sort of the, the, in parentheses, unspoken piece is all that is life affirming. Right. And, and even like that, like we, it's so tricky. We trap ourselves with language. Yes. Yeah, we do. And I need to, and then sort of the flip side is, is, is to focus on, you know, what, um, you know, the thing of, of what the lack, you know, or, and like you, I would say there are places that need healing. Um, I don't know that I even so much talk about, you know, something to release or let go of as opposed to integrate. Mm. Yeah. Because to let go of is now, again, I'm, I'm aiming to reach a place. And, and I understand the intention. You know, there's, there's, I know that there's, that I have thoughts you know, and feelings that are, that are, you know, in the way of me being able to say I am divine and own it and embody it and believe it, you know, and, and walk into a room and have someone go, oh my God, (laughs) and celebrate it, right? Right, right. So there's, you know, thinking that goes on, beliefs that we hold, feelings, thought feelings that, that stand in the way of that. Um, and everyone, you know, we're, we're taught to, um, we need to let go of those and, and release them, which is not untrue. I just, I start with, let's integrate. 
because they're yeah. they're points that they're pieces of me that that need loving need healing and then as a result of that they are released meaning you know they're not not within the consciousness right. of what I'm aware of well and I think it's being really clear about what we are releasing are we releasing the struggle mm-hmm. are we releasing the pain are we releasing the the thought habit of you know repeating our old stories or, or current stories. They're not old if we're still telling them. Um, True. So re- it, is it, and not, not that we're releasing the need to heal or integrate that. Like there's, that's a cue. It's a cue to us. If we are stuck in a story that is not life giving, that is not yeah. loving, that is not in wisdom. And we're stuck in that. And we keep sort of this um, habit of inner violence w- with yeah. ourselves. And, and, so, and then usually that, you know, lashes out at others. And um, so it's about releasing the struggle and the pain and, and maybe even the the psychological denial of its existence as a cue to go deeper into really getting to the bottom of it. You know, I've had this conversation re- recently about authenticity. And, mm. you know, authenticity isn't just um, sharing how you really feel in the moment, <laughs> you know, authenticity is sharing what's beneath that feeling. Authenticity right. is, is not being in the masked emotional response. That's a mask. You know, authenticity is what's behind what, what's going on behind that. Um, and I think we have a tendency to think that authenticity means just the things that feel good or look pleasing or don't have any hiccups. But I, I think authenticity has a lot of different uh, faces, you know, yeah. it's not, or it's not even the right word. Because I'm agreeing with you that what's behind um, and um, so, I, you know, authenticity is, you know, if, if there's if I'm angry or even enraged, you know, it's mm-hmm. authenticity for me would be being able to talk about it, even if there's emotional intensity rather than talking through it, because mm-hmm. when I talk through it, then I'm. I'm acting out the violence of the feeling. Yes. Um, Yeah. I'm feeling that. (laughs) I'm feeling that. Yeah. Yes. And it's not like, so I think people sort of get confused. Well, I'm angry right now, so I'm going to scream and yell and call names or say hurtful things. And I'm being authentic because I really feel angry right now. But that's not, Mm -hmm. that's the acting out. That's the pain point speaking. The authenticity is in the anger and rage and what's behind that. And, and, and not to say that we, so therefore you need to stop and pause in the moment and and get behind it, but, but to just grow into that awareness in the moment so that you can be with yourself in, in what's authentically happening and then share from that place. So you said to not speak through it. To be able to speak about it, to speak about it. Yeah. Uh, which may mean that my voice is loud, mm-hmm. but I'm not calling you names right. and I'm not being, um, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm not doing violent things with my behavior or my words, but it doesn't mean that there isn't necessarily some intensity to it. It's just that I can talk about it. It's, it's what happens for me. It's, it's, this is the part of conflict transformation is that, you know, when we're talking through it, Right. I have totally the the idea of oneness, the idea of I am divine. I am that, um, you know, 
the the possibility of me walking in the room and someone going, "Oh my God," has left <laughs> the building. Um, it, that's uh, um, you know, there's no awareness of my divinity, um, and so becoming aware of 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 the anger and what's behind it, and then taking that energy because it's energy and it's useful energy. It's actually, believe it or not, it's creative energy. Mm. You know, someone may be so far off in the, you know, the old, remember the old fashioned pinball machines, the tilt thing, yes. you know, yes. maybe way far off into the ditch and in, in their behavior that's violent and harmful and all. And yet um, underneath there's something that's, there's a desire, right? There's something wanted. There's something um, creative that, that began as a seed to be birthed. It's just, it, it's, you know, you can, we can use our, our powers, right? Our faculties, our core abilities um, for good or evil, so to speak. You know, they're, they're neutral. We use them based on our, our level of consciousness. So um, once I, but when I, so let me bring it back to my own world. Um, When I realize that, you know, I'm angry, I've dehumanized someone, I'm, because I'm always working at this. Um, And so that I realize what's going on and instead of the emotion having me, I have the emotion. Now I can take that energy and transform it and use it, like keep the, the power of the emotion, but transform it into, you know, using it for, to, to build a world I want, to build someone up, to tell, to, to say to the person walking in the room, oh my God, <laughs> right? And, but, yes. to, but to take, to take the energy that was destructive, that was dehumanizing, that was not seeing you as part of this consciousness of oneness. Um, and then, you know, but I have to, I have to do my work. I have to um, be able to shift it. And the way I shift that is, you know, the internal journey, that inner path of healing, right? And wholeness yes. and wisdom. The mud. Yes. We <laughs> the grow the dark and bloom in the light. Mm-hmm. We grow in the dark and bloom in the light. Mm. There's so many, like, if I were tweeting this podcast right now, <laughs> I'm not, my little thumbs would be just flying. <laughs> so good. So, so good. I, I just, the, yeah, the oneness is, um, it, it is, well, first of all, whose definition are we using? Right. Oh, I'm going to pause you right there because okay. I'm going to get into that next. And that music means okay. it's break time. So we okay. are sitting at the feet of the master, Kelly Isla, and we'll be back right after this. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to Voices of Unity with Reverend Jackie Fernandez. And we are back with Reverend Kelly Isla. I call it for me sitting at the feet of the master. And we're talking <laughs> about oneness today. And we're here with her goddess, her eminence, her grace, <laughs> Kelly Isla. Oh my God. I think I'm just gonna I'm just gonna call you your grace. I've been I said that to Patricia Bass, um, 
a couple of weeks ago uh, on a Sunday service. I, I said, I just want to say you're, but you know, I had been watching Bridgerton. <laughs> Oh, and so got it. Was okay. the, you know, the English, the British, you know, and so your grace. And I just, you know, and she was there and I was just like, I feel like I need to call you your grace. <laughs> she was not having it. <laughs> but, um, but I think you could, you'd be all right with that. Yeah. I think we all should have a name like that. Yeah. So we might be we, a little bit kinder. Oh my goodness. You know, it's so easy to, to look into the face of a baby or a child mm-hmm. and, and to really feel that. Like that, uh, you know, this is, this is holiness. This is divinity. This is, you know, God. And then there's like, at, like at what point do we lose that for each other when we just forget? And, and that it's that too hard. Yeah. It's that practice of remembering. Yeah. <sighs> um, so we were about to, you were about to, you know, well, you were reading my mind before the break. <laughs> you were about to ask the question of oneness and we are, you know, God expressing. And so whose God is it? I think that's the question. Well, well, yeah. So what I was, um, actually, I think it's one of the things that, as you just said, you know, it's easy, you know, you look at the face of a baby or a child or, you know, or, um, mother Teresa, you know, people that, and it's easy to quote unquote, love them. Um, (laughs) yes. Right. (laughs) And, uh, and I think one of the, but then when you look at someone that's, that's a challenge, you know, or you just, I mean, all you have to do is kind of look around. It doesn't matter your, your political bent. You can find someone anywhere that you're like, arg, you know, yeah. I have to go out and slay this dragon kind of thing. Yes. Um, and, and that whole mindset of, you know, that this is, you know, uh, an expression of, you know, here's this divinity in front of me and I'm like, mm, maybe, you know. And so it leads into the thing about, you know, the oneness is, I think, where we get in, where the struggle is, where the hiccup is, is that I want to, you know, keep the idea of the oneness in mind. And and we'll say it, you know, that all, you know, we're interconnected and, you know, this oneness. And I always ask, well, whose definition of oneness are you using? Like, and who decided what constitutes, like, what exactly does that mean, oneness? And, And I think by not knowing that, we get stuck like that's kind of a stopping point um and where in part because it that's what makes it hard to you know to not dehumanize this person in front of me that that i'm convinced you know was hatched not born Mm -hmm. a human yeah um and because i don't really have a clear definition or an understanding of oneness it just wait a minute wait a minute we gotta go back to that (laughs) that was hatched (laughs) well okay that's 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 my way of keeping keeping (laughs) people from from saying something uglier um when i know in my consciousness i can't get on board you know just can't get on board with it with a person or or whatever you know um somebody being nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize and my my brain goes I'm sorry what mm-hmm. um and I it's just hard harder so I come back to but what but there's this oneness idea and so I go well whose definition of oneness and who decided and how did we decide whose definition to use and is everyone really included or was it you know it's the whole idea of um what does oneness really mean? And so where I'm at is that it, the idea of oneness is in consciousness. 
because uh, the reality is, is that for me, you know, and when I hear someone say, this is, this is not um, who we are. And I kind of go, well, yeah, it kind of is who we are. Exactly who we're we are. It played out. I'm the same we're way seeing- with uh, like, oh, we're all just doing our best. I'm like, mm, some of us aren't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be, you know, you wouldn't be doing it in a hiding if it were your best, you wouldn't be hiding mm-hmm. it. Or you wouldn't be sneaking. Um, also, you do know better. I've seen you do better. <laughs> yes. So we're not, you know, you know, yes, this is who we are. So coming back to what I said earlier, but it's not what we are. Yeah. What we are is divine. What we are is, um, you know, so oneness, if I come back to oneness, it's one divine idea and it's not something that floats around outside of me. You know, that's where we get into trouble where we use the word universe. When you say you use the word universe, I guarantee you most people are picturing stars and galaxies. Yes. And yes. that's not what it is. Right. Um, so wh- whose definition of oneness and what does oneness really mean? And it's this idea that there's one, coming back to one presence, one power, there's one divine idea from which all divine ideas um manifest so i'm a divine idea you're a divine but there's only one divine idea um charles fillmore said that um god is formed in the consciousness of each individual yes so if that's true then how the heck do you define oneness right right because there's lots of lots of different gods there are many as 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 many gods as there are people Yes, right. so the God of my 20... understanding, the God of your There's understanding. 7.8 billion onenesses running yes. around the earth. Yes. Um, so remember I said every spiritual truth is a paradox? Yes. There you go. Um, <sighs> but that's exhausting. Well, you know what? It is exhausting. <laughs> and I actually find a lot of relief in that. Me too. I have to be able to hold a both hands. Yes. You know, there is this oneness, but it's not it's not outside of me like the stars and the cosmos. It is us. Yeah. There is yes. a fundamental, you know, <clears throat> one divine idea that we are. There's just an infinite number of, of expressions. And the, the other tricky part of it is that the human brain cannot comprehend infinite possibilities. Oh, as soon unlimited. as we've said God, we've said less than God. Yeah. As soon as we say God, we say less than God. Yeah, we, yes, it is too much for us to comprehend. And right. there we are, it's like the fish in water. Ask the fish, yes. where's the water? You, yeah. you know, it's like, <laughs> dude, I don't know, you know? Um, yeah, it's it's so big. And and in those moments when, you know, I, I am God and I am Jackie, I am Jackie. Mm-hmm. And when I am in pain, I'm you know, distraught and I don't know what to do next or what to say next. Uh, it, it serves me to be able to reach to the universe, to the God of my understanding that is greater than Jackie to pull me out of that trench in that moment, which doesn't, it, it, to me, it doesn't fly in the face of my own divinity, it's that it's both. And in this moment, I'm really feeling my humanity. Um, the other thing that comes to mind, and I'll be interested to hear your thoughts on this, is um, the idea that, um, you know, so if 
if we are all God, if we are the expression of God and the presence of God, then, and, and so humanity is the divine. So there's no separation, right? If you say divinity and humanity, it's the same thing under this premise, under this idea. So an atheist could get on board with that, that totally that humanity is that that's it right or a humanist and so mm-hmm. even you know there's that quote and i think um i got this i've been listening to a lot of podcasts l- lately but i think this was a peter rollins example i don't know that he originated it but that you know mother Teresa said that god is affirmed in the orphanages god is affirmed you know in those who are serving the homeless mm-hmm. and, and and he says and well an atheist could say that as well so so there's the question of um, are, are we sort of, you know, he says like, that's an interesting theism because is that theism? If, if, if we're saying that, that it's really just humanity, is that theism? And so maybe I'm getting way out of what we need to be talking about, but I don't know. I'm curious what you think. <laughs> well, I, um, I don't know that there's anywhere that's way out of bounds, but I understand. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, yeah, when Mother Teresa was asked, what do you do? She goes, she said, I go out into every day into the streets of Calcutta and see all the distressing disguises of Jesus Christ. Mm. So that's what we're, for me, I'm walking through this life and I run into distressing disguises of whatever, the, whatever you call that divinity. Yeah. Our inherent goodness, God, spirit, science uh, you know mm-hmm. but i see the distressing disguises of someone's most noble self yeah you know uh, you said that science and like so the person who's like well i go around and i see all of the homo sapiens <laughs> you know i mean like our human our humanity are there is something to the soul the presence of another person and mm-hmm. it seems to me that it is that that connection um, and that perhaps is entirely animalistic. I mean, does a cardinal feel that way when they see another cardinal that there's some connection or knowing or knowledge and of something greater and deeper? And it seems to me that all of our religion is chasing after giving words to that and understanding many of them. To that. Yeah, many of them. Many of them also, uh, you know. Again, the paradox is the knowing and the mystery. So yes. what is it that I know and what is left to mystery? Yes. So uh, part of mystery uh, is, you know, the unlimited. When we use words, unlimited potential, infinite possibilities, we don't really know what that means because our brain just can't wrap our head around it. It doesn't mean don't say it. It doesn't mean it's not true. It's just a cognitive thing. Um, oh, and it's a reminder. Mystery. Right? Yeah. 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 It's a reminder. So everything we yeah. can't say, everything that we can't bring to a, a verbal <laughs> clarity yeah. or sensi- it's like sensibility. That. It's just like, you know, uh, this, that, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like that. Yeah. And, and to like leave space for it and, and be I just with had it. A, I just had a lot of a horrible metaphor, but for me, it's totally true in my family. And I know a lot of families in the kitchen was a junk drawer. Yes. And 
everything that didn't know where to go, it went in there. Yes. And it wasn't really junk. It was just, you just didn't, there wasn't a place for it. Right. right. You weren't going to throw it away. You're not going to throw this away. But it, you know, and so if you need some random thing, you, where do you go? You go to the... Like, and, and it, yes, I love that metaphor because it's, <laughs> if I find myself in a situation and I need something, I don't know what, I, I turn to the mystery yeah. and I, and I look for what's available to me and, to serve what I need. Ah, that's, that works. That'll preach. <laughs> That'll preach. <laughs> the junk drawer of God. I can just, yes. there we go. I like it. And there you have it. Title of your next book. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I read you this quote on the break, and I love where you went with it. Um, so I'm going to read it again and, and let you do it for our listeners. This is Charles Fillmore, Talks on Truth. It is your mission to express all that you can imagine God to be. Let this be your standard of achievement. Never lower it, nor allow yourself to be belittled by the cry of sacrilege. You can attain to everything that you can imagine. If you imagine that it is possible to God, it is also possible to you. Yeah, it's a, um, it'd be a great way to start your day. Like remind yourself of that. So let's take it the next step. Cause the way that he writes that is God is something outside of you to mimic, right? Like if you can imagine that God does this, then you can do that. So there's this language of separation. And what I would do is, so let's come back to what else Charles Fillmore said in a language of oneness where um, God, he defines God as principle and principle is defined as I am. And the I am is your spiritual self. So put that in there. Mm-hmm. So everywhere it says God, just put you. I am divine. Yeah. So, so read the quote again and say, so everything that I can imagine, you know, me to be, I can. Yes. If I can imagine that it is possible to me, it is possible to me. Right. (laughs) You know, and that, that, that can be hard to believe. And, and again, that takes us right back into the stories and, and, um, our, our, pain are um what we have been told about ourselves all of those things what our culture has said about us um you know other people's stories and all of that and it's that search for truth and for you know the unfolding of truth but also more importantly to me is the living out of that truth really really working with the implications so that it becomes what we call practical spirituality Right, because if it's not practical, then I'm just um, pontificating. Yeah, gazing at my (laughs) navel, twiddling my thumbs, something. Um, I practical. The next paragraph he is is started. God is, and we are. Let us live in His world. I usually, when I read Fillmore, I change his to just God. So let us live in God's world, Mm -hmm. not a world to be tomorrow, next month, next year, next century, but here and now. God's beautiful universe is all about us, only awaiting our acknowledgement of its presence. And what I love that, that you did with this, oh, let me say the last thing. Let us know God and live. Live with love and joy, health and peace here evermore. I just love that prayer. So, but what so I, take that, take the last sentence and instead of God, put me. Yes, yes. And that's what I'm saying. I, I love what you're doing with it. Is it bringing it into that oneness language? So let us know, let me know myself. And live, live with love and joy, health and peace here evermore. And oh, I just, I hear and I feel 
the sanctity of that. I feel the sacred when I say that. Let me know myself. Yeah. It's oh, it makes me actually makes me want to cry. I know. I'm getting. I got goosebumps, and I'm getting misty eyed. Yeah. Now, now you do that. You walk into a room, and someone says, "Oh my God!" <laughs> like for real. Yeah. Imagine a world of that. Or maybe just my little corner of it. Mm-hmm. I'll be I'll be there with you. I love it. I love it. So in summary. <laughs> yeah, I want to I want to hear this. In summary, the last 50 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is wonderful. I love I love it's like taking a walk together, which you know we don't get to do because of the pandemic, but it's like taking a walk and just and just being with our thoughts, our musings, our understandings, what we've come to know. And and I hope that for everyone listening, if you're listening today live or if you're listening at some point in the future, we call you in to this moment now because as we know, time is construct. There is no time. We're just making it up. <laughs> but we call we call us in in our oneness us you know and I just want to really bring it to that language and that we are walking a path the path of your understanding in search of our own divinity in search of ourselves let me know myself yeah which is it's um it's an uh you know it even goes so far as beyond the searching is awakening right yes. or, or or the awareness Wait. Yeah. You know, let me pause and, you know, it's, it's a, it's a cry to myself, right? Let, let me know me, um, which means let my, you know, immature, my adverse ego heal so that it's in service to my higher self so that I can know I am that love, you know, so I know me and I do yeah. that. Oh, so, oh my gosh, we could launch into a whole another episode <laughs> with that because I heard you say adverse ego, which is adversary. Ah, uh, Kelly, <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. Yes. Because back to one power, one presence, and no other power, right. no contradicting power, no adversary. No. But again, paradox yes because the ego functions that way you know it's why i say that you know the the jesus story the story of salvation works for me now i had to do a lot of work through that and completely let go of it and you know i lost my jesus the jesus of my childhood um through blood sweat and tears but what i arrived at was a new understanding of that framework as a place for me to find redemption to myself when I need it. Mm-hmm. And it's not a place to wallow in myself as a sinner or wallow in my sin, but it's a, a place for me to right myself when, when my thoughts, when my adversary, my ego mind has gone astray to the service of let me know myself. How do you like that? Yeah, it's you like it's it. The, I do, absolutely. It's our immature ego 
that we have to take to therapy or to our coach or whatever yeah. to grow it up. Because yeah. I need my ego to be who I am in the world. So what I am is already established, is unchanging. Mm-hmm. I need my mature ego to to be the who. Because no one else can do what Jackie does. No one else can do what Kelly does. Yes. Right? I love it. The what and the who. Yes. <sighs> the what is the oneness. The what is the one presence, one power. The what is the... Um, it's our, you know, the Christ. Yeah, it's written in the fabric of our soul. Yeah. Yes. It's, yes. It, it is. It simply is. And then the who is how we live that out. Yes. Or not. Or really. not. Correct. Yes. Yeah. How we yep. live that out or not. Yeah. Just how we and live. So out. that's that's the um, um, that for me is that you know the Jesus story and um, um, you know to the redemption is. To see anew, right? To see, yes. to you know, being redeemed and redemption is to seeing anew. It's not about um, you know contrition and you know guilt and whatever. Um, being sinner, it's oh, it's turning the head and seeing new. Yes, yeah. yes, so good, so good. Would you? We've got a few minutes. Would you close us with a prayer? Oh, sure, I could do that. Okay. So let's take a, if you're comfortable, close your outer eyes. If you're not comfortable closing your eyes and it feels a little more safe or grounded, just lower your gaze maybe to a foot in front of you or so. And take a deep breath in. And know that the one presence and one power is active right here and right now as you. Know that that one presence and one power is wholeness. That it is true for me and it is true for each and every one of us. That I am wholeness. You are wholeness. We are wholeness. And from this knowledge of truth, we affirm our time together. I give thanks for our time together, knowing that each one of us is blessed and each one of us is a blessing. And that it is that knowing that we are that. We are that. We are the, oh, my God, we move forward in love and light with great compassion. Always grateful. And we release these words to all those who hear as we continue to say yes. And so it is. Amen. Amen. And yes, yes, yes. Oh my goodness. Well, I cannot wait to have you back next week. And we'll be more. Yeah, we're going to do this again. So, Sunday, of course, major in Kansas City because the Chiefs will be at the Super Bowl. Um, So, the title of my talk is Game On, but we'll be talking about, uh, you know, the basic unity teaching, new thought teaching that our thoughts create our reality, that our thoughts are, um, you know, that point of expression. And I can't wait to dive into that with you more twisty turning yes thank you for saying yes to this little mini series that you didn't know you were going to do with me you're very (laughs) welcome it's my pleasure well and a big shout out to unity church of overland park as i'm sure many of the congregants will be joining in as a follow-up to to go deeper and i'll be happy to um 
you know, encourage them to do that. And, um, and for you, Kelly, if people want to learn more about you, if, if they aren't already familiar with the amazing Kelly, they need to go to your <laughs> website, which is kellyisola.com. Dot com. Yep. Dot com. All right. Awesome. And do you have anything that you want to share? Um, any, I, I mean, I know you always have stuff going on. So is there anything... Well, I have a new, yeah, I have a new adventure I'm embarking on with a colleague that around the beginning of March. So my, um, I can't really say more about that, but it's very exciting. Um, as soon as I can say more, I will. So in the meantime, just hold, um, just send out ease and grace and joy and gratitude. Oh, so much of that for you, for you both. In whatever yes. great adventure, you know, um, our mutual friend and colleague, Ann Tabor, calls you the Kelly app. Oh. <laughs> because we can just, you know, open the Kelly app and, you know, ask a question or, you know, search anything. And I know. We'll I know. I'm just chock full of useless information. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no, it's so useful. So good. You got such good nuggets. It's like a, it's like a giant junk drawer. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and which we have decided we all need. So we've affirmed the usefulness of the junk drawer and and holding the mystery, holding the mystery always at hand and and being willing to dive in, even though we might not know what we're going to find. Yeah, we always go in looking for something and then you find three or four other things that you forgot you needed. That's the beauty of squirrel moments. Yes, I'm into it. (laughs) I'm here for it. And so we're, thank you. Yes. So we are, we are just moments away from really rolling the music. And I always love to um, close this show, inviting people to, until next time, tune in and tune up in spirit. And maybe I need to switch the language around. Tune in and tune up to yourself. Until next week, we'll be back with Kelly. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.